Welcome back to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Today's guest is Shauna Martell. She is a precinct committee person in Champaign. Thank you for joining me today, Shauna. Thank you for having me, Elizabeth. Let's start with the fact that you are a precinct committee person. I'm not going to have you go through defining what that means, but why would you want to do this job? I think that being a precinct committee person is a really great way to understand what your community is interested in at a really, really local level. So precinct is a very, very small unit of land. I have about 1,300 doors in my precinct, and I have the really great privilege and opportunity to talk to those individual voters and understand kind of what they're looking for in both the party as well as their candidates. The night of the election, we were all stressed out. I went to bed thinking that all of the Democratic candidates had lost. At what point did you realize that we did pretty well here in Champaign County? I was an optimist from the beginning, which is unlike me and unusual. I was feeling very confident about our local races, even though the published results looked not great. I understood that that was really early results and election day was going to lean more Republican. I was scared beyond all human understanding about the presidential race. I won't pretend I'm not still a little bit terrified. Until Biden is sitting in the Oval Office and drinking a Mai Tai, there's just no way I'm going to be able to feel completely secure. But I, I think that I felt pretty confident about our local races really early. Let's review some of the races from this past election, November 3rd. There were 96,185 total votes cast locally. Is that a good number? Is that a disappointing number? In your eyes, how was that? I will be thrilled when our voter turnout is 100%. And until then, I'm always like, there's more work to do. And that's just my personality. I'm always looking for what's the next opportunity? Where, Where does the work really need to go? Let's talk about Betsy Dirksen Londrigan. She had a lot of money. She had momentum going into the election. I really thought she was going to do it this year, and it just didn't happen. What happened with that race? I think if I knew that someone would probably pay me giant dollars to go be some sort of political strategist, which will not happen anytime soon, but I also thought she was going to win. I really thought she was going to do it this time. She had the momentum. She had the funding. And because I'm in Champaign, she also had the support but she lost by a larger percentage this time than she did last time. I have no idea what happened, but it was a giant disappointment. We worked hard to get Mitchell Esslinger's name out there. He was running in the 102nd House District. He did well for a young, new candidate that didn't get slated until late in the process. Is there any way that we can overcome the Brad Halbrook effect in this district? And is there a way that we can get him out of the House? I wish that I knew the magic formula because we definitely would have done it already if any of us knew exactly what that was. But, you know, Mitchell was a fantastic candidate. He did a really excellent job. Brad Halbrook's run unopposed at least once. It may have been twice. And it was wonderful just to see somebody kind of show him that he can't rest on his laurels and assume that this is his seat for all eternity. Mitchell brought in almost 30% of the vote, which is really something to be proud of. Agreed. Let's talk about some of the local races here. C.J. Johnson, she's now our treasurer. This office has never had a person of color. Do you think a political newcomer like C.J. Johnson to beat somebody with name recognition, was that a surprise or were we still riding on the blue wave we had a couple of years ago? The treasurer's race was a really complicated one. Right before the election, you had Marisol Hughes, who had been appointed to fill that position. So Marisol was not slated to run on the Democratic ticket. And the Republican that CJ was running against 
was, I'm sure, a completely reasonable person, but not a particularly remarkable candidate, in my opinion. There was almost no contest between the two of them as far as who was more qualified for this job. It was almost hilarious, the difference between the two of them. I think that she's going to be a truly incredible treasurer. She's already working a gazillion hours, which I don't love, but from a practical standpoint, there's work to do, and she's not going to just sit by and not do it. I have to be honest with you, I did not pay much attention to the Champaign County Coroner's Office until Chandra Bishop came out and just campaigned her ass off, for lack of a better phrase. And I really thought that she was going to do amazing things in that office and that she was going to overturn that white Republican male stronghold. I was so disappointed. Do you think that we can now get behind her in her city council bid? I think we absolutely should get behind her in her city council bid. And her loss for coroner is by far the biggest surprise to me in this most recent election. Coroner Northrop has shown very little interest in the opinions of the community. He's shown very little interest in working with the county board. He seems utterly unconcerned that we have a medical examiner on our payroll who, let's just say, didn't do a stellar job in the Trayvon Martin case. And completely dismissive of a community's concern around such a, a very serious issue. How he won this will baffle me until my grave. I cannot understand how this happened. I cannot hide my excitement for Susan McGrath's win. She is one of the nicest, most upbeat people I have ever met. The Champaign County Circuit Clerk's Office is lucky to have her. Now, I'll ask again about surprise. Katie Blakeman, a popular incumbent, were you surprised by that one? All right, yes. I won't lie. I was a little bit surprised. I was very nervous about that race. I was super, super excited to be behind Susan. She's an incredible person. She's going to do a great job in that role. That one was really, really close. It was, I think it was the last one that was called in the county. It was wonderful to see Susan pull it out. A couple of other people that are now on the county board, Mary King, Deshaun Williams, two people that are just going to fight for equality, for social justice. Your thoughts on how pleased you are that those two candidates are now on our board. I couldn't be more pleased about those candidates. Also, if you look at the Democratic caucus right now, it is a powerhouse. They are coming for you. There's just no two ways about it. There's been an incredible change in the attitudes of the people that serve us as the Democratic Caucus on the county board. And I could not be more thrilled to see what they're going to do. Same with Ramona Sullivan. There's really not a question in here, except for the fact that I don't know if my heart could have taken not having Ramona on the bench. So did you watch her swearing in? I sure did. Her brother made me weep like a baby. I was at work. It was an ugly, ugly cry. Let's look at some spring primaries now. How should we get involved? You said make calls, knock doors, but specifically, break it down for us. So February 23rd will be the primary for any race that has a primary. And candidates need your help. They need your help in a, a bunch of different ways. One, yes, they need your money. I know it's hard right now. It's a very difficult time, but campaigns cost money and there's just no two ways about it. So your financial support makes a huge difference. The work they most likely need right now is phone calling. And phone banking is very rarely anyone's favorite thing to do, but it makes a difference. There are scientific studies that show that this makes a difference in elections, and it's not nearly as hard as you think it is. However hard you think it is, I guarantee it's easier than that, because usually you leave a voicemail. If I make 50 calls and I talk to three people, I've had a heck of a shift doing phone calls. The rest of them, I'm going to leave voicemails. For those people who cannot 
make calls, who just absolutely cringe at that thought. Isn't there a postcard option as well? I learned something interesting today. There are some preliminary studies that maybe postcards aren't helping as much as we might have hoped. Now, I say that as a postcard writer. I write postcards while I'm phone banking. So I also write postcards. But I know everybody hates it, but I am one of those people that I'm going to keep coming back to the, give it a shot. The absolute worst thing that happens to you when you make a phone call is someone's mean to you. That's literally the worst thing that can happen. Is it somebody's mean to you? Well, people are mean to me, not that I've been to a grocery store in recent memory, but people are mean to me when I'm at the grocery store or they get mad at me at how I'm driving. It's going to make a bigger difference than a postcard and it takes less time. You will, in an hour, make more contact with voters making phone calls than you will writing postcards and it's cheaper. And you know who inspired me to do them? Jen Straub, who's now on the county board. She has more going on in her life, like three times as much as I do, and yet she made time for all of that. And she is the one who taught me to write postcards while I'm phone banking. I learned that trick from her. It was brilliant. Finish up with talking about precinct committee people, though, because behind the scenes, you, Ann Quackenbush, Beth Van, and you can name everyone else when I hand the mic over to you. It's not glamorous. It's long hours. You were there packing things. You were making sure people had literature, making sure people had signs. Can you describe a little bit about the months of what happens behind the scenes? Absolutely. And you named a lot of the folks who are doing a lot of the work. Mike Ingram, Carol Ammons is the new chair, has been an absolute incredible leader. She's second to none by every definition. Marcy Adelson Schaefer has been doing really great work. Whoever I'm forgetting, I hope that they're not upset with me because I know that I am. There would be too many. This would be a six-hour seminar if we named all of them. But we had a lot of different things that were going on. We couldn't knock doors this time around, so we did lit dropping. And that was a lot of work. You have to pack these bags. And Anne cut these amazing turfs and sent hundreds and hundreds of volunteers out each weekend to hang literature on doors. And she did it with a song in her heart because that is who Anne Quackenbush is as a person and made a huge difference for this election while she was also making phone calls and doing just about everything else under the sun. We had a very significant coordinated yard sign delivery for the first time ever since I've been involved with the party. We were delivering hundreds of yard signs every weekend. And that was incredible to see happen in a really coordinated way that didn't require an outside organization because in the past, the party has not been organized enough to do that sort of thing. We did organize phone calls every weekend and there was a small postcard campaign that the party ran, but it was not our primary focus by a long shot. We had people just came into the office who needed, you know, had questions or needed things or wanted a yard sign or a sticker or whatever. And it was wonderful to have a place that they could come where masks required and all of those sorts of things, but they kind of could feel connected to the party. And that was my first time working in the party that I had that kind of experience. It was amazing to see what we could do when we worked together. I have to ask, the last 10 months have aged all of us five years why is it so important that we don't sit back, take a breath and say, well, someone else will pick up the slack? Why is it more important now than ever? A long time ago, I was a choir singer and there was this concept of like circular breathing. So if you have a really long note, you know, you need to take a breath, but so does the person next to you. So the key is that everybody kind of makes sure that we give somebody else a break before we take our own. And I think of this process a lot like that. There are going to be times when each of us is just like at the end of our proverbial rope. We're all human people. And if there are enough of us who can say, yeah, you know, great. You're not going to staff HQ this weekend. I'm going to staff HQ this weekend and it's going to be fine. And it's not a big deal. 
then everyone has the opportunity to take the time that they need to decompress and find their way back into the fray because there's always going to be fray. I don't care who's in the White House and I don't care who's on the county board. There's always going to be fray. There's going to be the consolidated coming up here before we know it. And then we're going to be talking about primaries. I guarantee it. Like it's going to get here before we know it. There's always a giant mountain of work to do. And the way we get that giant mountain of work done is that you have a lot of really dedicated people who are willing to do their fair share. Thank you for listening to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Shauna Martell, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you.